What's up everybody, Prince, also known as Head Knight here, and you may have noticed that there are some change of plans. Alright, so as you can see, you're listening to an episode that is our Interrupted Transmission episode, uh, which is kind of like a bonus episode-esque-ish. Anyway, we actually had some scheduling conflicts to where it didn't allow us to actually record a real episode for you all. We've been insanely busy. I got back from LA and uh, for a specific recording of something that I'm doing uh, that I can't talk about yet, but hopefully I can soon. Uh, and it just, things didn't work out. I lost my voice. It was a whole thing. It was, it was crazy. So things didn't work out uh, to allow us to schedule this. However, I didn't want to leave everybody just kind of like with nothing. So what we're going to do is we're going to play two bonus episodes that we technically have for our patrons over on patreon.com slash nightlight pod. It's night with a K. Um, but these are going to be two full episodes of the midnight hour, which is more so of our question of the day type show. Uh, so it's very different than nightlight, but didn't want to leave you all empty handed. But with that being said, and without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Midnight Hour, the Patreon-exclusive show for our ghoulish nights. All right, our topic for tonight, everybody, is a particular question on us all on uh, TikTok, actually. What horror villain deserves more recognition? So obviously, with this um, year, we're not going to include anyone like Freddy Michael Myers, Jason. They need more recognition. What are you talking about? They do not. So, <laughs> I okay, here's, uh, let's have a little criteria. Sure. First. So the criteria is that if you see them, they cannot be instantly recognizable. So like I'm saying, I'm saying like people who do not watch horror films. Okay. Will recognize this person. Um, they can't be any of them. So if someone were to see Freddy Krueger, I'm pretty they sure would everybody it. would immediately know who Freddy Krueger is. Um, even my fucking daughter knows who Freddy Krueger is, <laughs> but that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> she calls him pizza. Okay. But that's our criteria. So like, I would say Chucky is off the list. Michael Myers, Jason, Freddy. Um, I, would also, I would also say Leatherface too is off the list. Fair. I would say Reagan might also be off the list too. What about she has an iconic look? Uh, I think Pinhead is popular enough. I think so too. I yeah. think you're right. I think you're right. Like even even if they wouldn't say Pinhead, I think people will still know. Like that's from a horror movie. Like you right, know, right, right. <laughs> like like I don't know what horror movie, but that's from a horror movie for sure. Um, what about Candyman? Uh, I feel like more people. I feel like more people now because yeah. the other classes film came out that people recognize that iconic character. Yeah, as I, they should have always. But yeah, I feel. I feel like he became a really big staple when that movie came out. A lot of people were checking it out. A lot of people watched the original when that movie came out. Um, I feel like low tier recognizable. Low tier recognition. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. It's so like, oh yeah, Candyman. Because it's a very iconic look with the hook, with the trench coats, the, be- the bees, everything. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, obviously, especially for us, it's very right. iconic. But yeah. I'm, I'm even thinking of just like a normal person go off, pull off the street. If you show them a picture of just Candyman, what do you think they'll know who he is? Yeah. Kind of thing. Now, I, I feel like they because would. People, I, I don't think that would have been this thing five years ago. 
before sure. the Kidman movie. Sure, yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. That makes yeah. sense. Um, I think my first pick, we'll choose top three. Okay. I think my first pick would be Billy Zane's character in... Mm. Um, <laughs> People are be like, is that in, the guy from the Mummy? No, Knight. no, we we, we yeah, corrected we ourselves that. on that on that movie. But people are gonna say that. <laughs> no, sure. That's the guy from the he Mummy, looks right? Just like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Billy Zane as the demon. He's a good villain. Um, He's a really good villain. Really fucking fantastic yeah. villain. I think he would, if if like he has that charisma that feels like Freddy Krueger, but at the same sure. time, like he has this ability to just also just be genuinely terrifying on screen just a really fun on-screen presence yeah just an absolute blast of an on-screen presence i really think mischievous but evil but fun and entertaining yeah yeah i really genuinely feel like he needs to be on fucking t-shirts dude like like he's he's great um, to start off, I'm going to say Esther from the Orphan series. Ooh. I think. Good choice. Good choice. I think a lot of people still don't know that character that much. Sure. It's still, you know, up and coming. Uh, it's revving up a little bit. Uh, they did a really good job with the, the movie that came out earlier what, last year. Um, they got her a little bit more recognizable. I was going to say Valak, but Valak, I feel like a lot of people would know, like who, people that would know who that is now. That is now. They wouldn't um, know it as Valak, but they would be like, oh, from the nun. Who, yeah, it's yeah. like oh, Conjuring something, yeah. right? Because yeah, Conjuring part of to, a huge franchise. Yeah, I, so, I feel like that one. Yeah. I'm going to go with Esther as my first pick. Esther as your first pick. Yeah. Okay. And it's just something so off-putting that like a fully grown woman is digitally altered into this little tiny girl who does really fucked up things. Yeah. And it, it, it's crazy to see. And I was also going to like also maybe pick up uh, Megan. But I feel like that's still early on. I feel like she has become I mean, iconic she was because a of social, phenomenon, yeah, social so. media aspect. Like she went viral. Hard. So I'm not going to pick that. Um, um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Esther. Esther for your first choice. Yeah. Okay. I think my second choice, and this might be a little bit of a cop out here. You son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> How uh, dare you? But, uh, Samara, I feel like Samara, like people will recognize her. I feel like people will recognize her, but at the same time, no I don't one knows think her name, but people like, Oh, that's the ring girl. Right. Yeah. But I feel like Samara needs to be in the conversations with these other icons. And sure. she never is. Yeah. She never is. They never have her there. Um, but that's like, okay, that's like my cop-out pick. But my real pick is Death from Final Destination. Now, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think Death from Final Destination, obviously, how can you really characterize it? But it has so many characteristics based off of how this thing kills people. Um, but Death in Final Destination is fucking... Uh, right. <laughs> I, think, I think that people talk about specific scenes... And I think that alone is just really fantastic, but like, oh, and I like the fact that it's not instantaneously recognizable, but if something were to happen inside of a movie that seems to be a list of coincidences that happen uh, to where it kills someone, you immediately think of Final Destination. Sure. Or if you're behind a fucking truck. You immediately think of Final Destination, yeah, yeah, yeah. like under the skin. Perfect example when the when we got to the the logging truck, I thought of Final Destination. <laughs> like, so I think Death is a fucking fantastic one to just go ahead and okay. choose. Okay, I'm gonna go with the Collector. Ooh, so the Collector, good choice, good choice, I still feel like it has a lot of potential. 
And they Supposed can to get lean, a third one. They, they can lean heavily on who he is, who he is as a character, and kind of bring him up to like a lot of people obviously know who Jigsaw is. Yeah. With all the traps and all the stuff like that too. But you don't know the home alone jigsaw, the collector the baby. Collector. Uh I feel like he has an iconic look. He has an iconic That's fucking weird ass uh, way he kills people. Um, I think he could be someone that could be memorable if done right in future like installments, if they do ever do a third one or a fourth one later on as well. Yeah. But he could be one that can be he has that distinct look and feel of like someone I love that both could be of those remembered. Movies. Yeah. They're not bad, and then it's someone. It's a well-designed villain. Yeah. So I, I do think the collector could be a possible entry for this as well. Okay, good choice, good choice. Um, I think for me, my last one to kind of like set me off would be uh, the uh, creature in wreck, like the the last one. Oh yeah, yeah. the very last creature in wreck, the one that she gets pulled by. Fuck. Like God damn it. that. God damn it, dude. Like holy shit. And I love that wreck. Like for us, obviously, as horror fans, like it it's not a, a movie that's like super deep cut, but for a lot of people, there's still a lot of people who have never seen it. Um, they've only probably have seen quarantine, but that ending fucking monster and wrecked. It's iconic. Just, you remember that face? Yes, dude. Like the mouth elongated and like it's just, oh, dude, it's mm. man, got chills just thinking about that big ass creature, dude. It's, it's so good. So good. It, yeah, it, it's something yeah, that sticks with your mind. Absolutely. I, I haven't seen Reckon since probably when we covered it. And I still yeah. look, I can think of that face and what it looks like yeah. immediately. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just like, fuck, dude. This thing, so good. This thing is gnarly, like uh, the one leg, the buckling knee, and like, oh, god damn it, dude. My third It looks so pick. crazy. I have to go with, uh, I, this one's more just fan favorite. I get, I'll, I'll throw this in as a bonus one, and I'll talk about my third one next, because I feel like this is something that was recently in the news that could be iconic for this character. Okay. But I'm going to throw in Gabriel from Malignant. I fucking love Malignant. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, very distinct face, very distinct clothes, very distinct walk pattern. And I it's agree. It's creepy and it's weird. If they ever made a sequel, which I doubt they ever will, uh, even though the first movie is a masterpiece and it deserves all its glory. But <laughs> Gabriel has a really cool look to it. It does. And um, I, I feel like with the whole like way he like moves and everything, and he's like a Batman character who like, just it's randomly fun. throws chairs at people. Uh, it's very comedic, too. That could be someone who could grow a following behind as well. Uh, but the next person I'm going to bring in is, I, mean, I want to find out what this kid's name is, Brandon from Brightburn. Right, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the little boy. Um, because uh, they talked about a sequel being written right now, being in production, and bringing this character back. I feel like I don't think I've little ever kids are fucking movie. scary. Kids are terrifying. Kids are terrifying. And uh, I will always remember the restaurant scene where he just like starts attacking people and killing them, and then even getting like a shard oh, of shard glass, glass into the girl's eye. And Sick. if you bring a superhero character like that in a kid who's still learning how to be good or evil, depending on how he wants to go about it, and takes the evil route, and he's literally unstoppable. Is that is that what was that what he did? Yeah, essentially. I, yeah. Thought, I thought he was just like overcome with evil. No, he he was pretty much 
Because he, he was that, trying to be good, and then the, he like because he accidentally killed. He had girl, evil right? tendencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, his um, little girlfriend or whatever. But the flip was when his parents tried to kill him because he was evil. Right, right, right. And then right, that's right. like, oh, you, that's who you think I am? Then I will be this person. And then he has that cool, like, ah! iconic mask and stuff mask like that, great. too. The mask is great. Um, it, it's cool to see someone who you literally cannot stop. Like, yeah. Because he's supposed to be Superman, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's basically Superman. Evil yeah. Superman. Right. And seeing that character progress and seeing the new sequel, that could be another iconic character that could be in the woodworks that would be like, hey, this deserves more recognition, more love, and stuff like that, too. Um, I might have to rewatch Brightburn because I, I thought it was okay, but he's a really good villain to like go yeah. against, for sure. I never finished it, yeah. um, so I, I, I feel like I need to finish it. I got to the point where I think it was... Uh, I definitely seen the the restaurant scene for sure, the yeah. diner scene, which was great because I liked when the windows fogged up and he put yeah. his fucking like his thing on the his windows. Sigil or that whatever. was so cool. Um, but a lot of characteristics with that character. Yeah, yeah, I think I got to the point where they were like in the house and that like deputy or sheriff or some shit got like taken away. Um, like, I think I got to that point, and then yeah, I just yeah. I don't know what happened. I think I just got tired and I just turned it off or something. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think all our picks are very good picks. Yeah, um, for all of this, um, especially Malignant. How do you think? Like, what do you think makes a uh, uh, costume? Costume, okay. Uh, recognizable differences of uniqueness. Okay. So, what makes them stand out? And their actions. What makes them memorable? How evil were they? How diabolical are they? Are they so funny while think, they do you it? You don't think a series necessarily matters? I don't think so. I, I feel like because like one a, person can be iconic after one movie. Okay. But I would and the bit we talked about like say like Megan. Megan became a worldwide hit off one fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And that's because it hit a viral standpoint. It was, was, like, it was oh, mainly from the trailer. Her dancing. Cool. It was mainly from Done. the trailer, right? Like, I mean, that, that was fun. And they leaned into it and they had like little uh, like people like dress up as Megan go to like these baseball stuff and yeah, different yeah. stuff and they really leaned heavily on that dance and then they were doing like uh, group dances of them all dressed up as Megan doing like weird dance sequences uh, at the like Today show and having her in the background of places uh, kind of like what they did with, really with Smile even though there's no villains quote unquote but there's oh, the a significant the look I guess yeah, yeah there is yeah. but People remember just that smile on people's faces right. and how disturbing that is. So it's something that's memorable for a person to relate back to. Yeah. So for her, it's the dance. Great. Yeah. Uh, for some people, it's the way they look and their outfits and their appearance and what, how they stand out. So, so, so let me ask you yeah. this then. Um, do you think in 20 years, Megan is still going to be as relevant as like Ghostface? She can be. She can be, but they're like, going to lean into it a lot more with Megan 2.0. Right. But do you think, um, but that's why I asked, like, do you yeah. think a series actually can rectify that? Yes. I think right? once you like, have, you, you continue leaning on but that's, it. That's based on whoever's the creator, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you either create someone who's really good and then just get forgotten or you continue their story. So they're not forgotten. Right. And they leave this quote unquote legacy. Yeah. So then like we, we have those really, legacy characters. I feel like we don't really have like horror, like we have horror franchises, but like, I feel like the last one that we've gotten that was like a continuation of like story after story after story was saw. Right. 
right? I mean, maybe Alien, kind of on and off. Yeah, but see, the, that, that's the thing with Alien. It's on and off, and it's mainly people who are just like, I just want to con- like revive it. I have another story right. to tell. I have another story to tell. Um, and it's mainly Ridley Scott just saying like, like I think I, I think I got another story in me. Yeah. Like, I think I got which how we got Prometheus. Right. Like, so, um, but which, like mm. it's oh yeah, Prometheus, fantastic. I love Prometheus. Uh, but it's it's just interesting because like I feel like when. Horror films have a franchise behind it. Because, like, I feel like Art the Clown is starting to become one. That's a good one. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I feel people like... People will Art recognize the... him now. For sure. Yeah, we'll yeah, 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 absolutely. And I, I think um, people are recognizing him mainly because of the marketing. Yeah. And how the marketing was just, like, all these people who had to run out and throw up and all this other shit from watching this movie um, really became a, a hit. And yeah. there's a lot of people who are just like, oh, fuck, I'm never going to see that. And then there's also tiktokers who are watching this film and and one there was one in particular um who watched it and she couldn't finish it and she started crying on tiktok which is like i don't know how someone can make this and and blah 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 um and she's like and and she's like my tolerance is really high but this was just too much and yada 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 and and of course it's the bedroom scene that she was talking about um (laughs) where she had to kind of conclude it and um i do feel like art the clown is becoming an icon oh, for especially sure. with terrifier three right around the corner and yeah. them having a way larger budget this time around um i'm curious to see how this is going to turn out and how it's going to turn out for that character right and how and i love that they lead on that. lore the second movie too it's right. like there's more than just him being a killer crown uh, uh clown yeah he also like has he has his own demons like, yeah too. exactly yeah. in a way too yeah which is cool um but i uh you know i the, what made me think of this and made me think of like adding this is uh mainly specifically pennywise mm. so pennywise technically before we even had it 2017 we had it 1990 yeah right tim curry and obviously we had the book but i would say the book didn't really popularize Pennywise, right? The the show did the the miniseries, um, and Pennywise is fucking iconic. Yeah, right. Pennywise was fucking iconic, and we just had that one. Clowns. And and you know, and that's why I was just like, what makes an icon? And I I think everything you said is absolutely one hundred percent correct. But it's like there's many villains that have that. I think so. I think there's many villains that have the like for the thing that popped into my head. Um, mainly was uh wrong turn like i would say not that many people would know wrong turn i would I've even say a few of them i, I would even know. say the hills have eyes but those are not really memorable characters because they switched the characters up a lot not in wrong turn it's just the it's just the i guess the hillbillies or whatever but the, Is it the same hillbillies every single time typically Hmm. Yeah, but it's the, I, it's the I, same. It's like, the same mountain. Me, like I know I've seen a couple wrong turn movies. I don't remember like not their faces great. or anything. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah. Um. Although I did like the the last one, but um, but that's the thing. There has to be something that stands them apart from just being murderous hillbillies. Mm-hmm. They have to be like murderous hillbillies that kill people with a chainsaw or something like that. And that sure. reminds people of Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the way it looks and also wearing someone's face. There has to be some type of uniqueness that mm-hmm. stamps them from any other thing as well. Okay. And I, I love that like Cabin in the Woods kind of makes fun of that. It's like, sure. no, 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 these are 
like redneck family zombies, right. not these zombies. It's like you're actually wrong. <laughs> so okay, well then it let's- can't be categorized in one bucket of like. Oh, yeah, that could be anywhere in the U.S. It has to be like an right. iconic character. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's let's take this in consideration then. Um, the 80s. Sure. They had mini slashers. Yeah. Right? You had Slumber Party Massacre. Sure. Which, for us, super fucking iconic. Obviously, how can we forget the the guitar with the fucking drill on it? <laughs> can't forget it. Um, but yet, I would say the average... Even the average oh. horror movie watcher would probably niche. know yeah, what yeah. this is. Yeah. Uh, they probably would. They probably have heard about it because it's like iconic for a lot of horror fans, right? Or they maybe not, have seen the drill. It's probably not popularized, right? By or any means Sleepaway Camp, yeah, another one that is was is very iconic for us. Right. But you know, um, the Prowler, another one, right? Don't even know. See. The the Prowler, another extremely, like, really, really cool... I guess one that came to mind that you are speaking about all these movies, Mimic. Yeah. It's a very forgettable character mm-hmm. and has that distinct look and feel and has attributes that are very crazy and chaotic. Right. That could, could have been a very iconic character if done the right way. Sure. But I think the movies just were bad. Yeah. Besides the first one, first one I liked. First one was cool. cool. No, first one was cool. Yeah. But the the, the prowler was uh, literally this fucking guy who was dressed up kind of like in this more army fatigue type getup, but he covered his face and like would like zip his face up super tight and had a helmet on and um and he would kill people with a fucking uh pitchfork. Oh, huh. see, got my pitchforks in there. So yeah, prowler's dope, dude. Um. Another one would be My Bloody Valentine. Okay. I feel like iconic look, but we don't have like a real like, I don't know. They never pushed like who this person is, their motives or whatever. I mean, yeah, motives. I Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Know. Like, you know, because it, 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 it's not good enough, though. Sure. That's, but that's, like if that's I showed someone saying, like, like just a poster and I take away the title, they'll like, oh, My Bloody Valentine. Right. They'll recognize it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe like I feel like if you watched at least the uh, one from the two thousand recent one, yeah, yeah, which was what two thousand six, Blind Bloody Valentine three D. Yeah. Like I feel like for folks who probably watched that, so mainly like probably people our age, um, they would probably see that, right? They probably know that, but like you know, I don't know. Like that's that's what that's why I find this to be a fascinating topic. Because of the fact that it could also be part of marketing. That's why. That's where I think I'm headed. You know, where it's just like it really comes down to how you market these characters, right? um, How you market these villains. Um, How can they live forever past the runtime of a movie? Right. Past the credits. And I think I think Jigsaw is probably a perfect example of it because I think Jigsaw is probably one of the most recent ones that truly is like iconic. Like everyone knows it. Even my fucking grandma knows it. You know, so like it, it's just I think that is what I'm trying to get at is just like how can we get past the point of they're just in a movie right. to these could who's be not even real the real people. main villain. People see the puppet. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They see they see the uh, the puppet. Not really Jigsaw uh, himself, not himself. Which is funny. No. Yeah. Um, but, 
you know, it's it's just it's but interesting. See, that goes back to that iconic look and right. how it looks and stuff like I that. I mean, but, but same thing could be said about Dead Silence, right? I mean, you have Billy, yeah, the, like, Billy well, the Puppet. Yeah, it's funny because you could be like, oh, look, do you know who John Kramer is? And we're right. like, who? Who? What? <laughs> Do you know who John- Jigsaw is? Jigsaw. It's the same it's fucking the same person. person. Same person, everybody. <laughs> He's not a real puppet. You don't, <laughs> you, do you think the puppet's running all this? <laughs> There's a, a puppet master. The show here? There's a master and it's Kramer, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare you disrespect the mindfulness of yeah, Kramer? Yeah. You know, so it's 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 just it's 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 interesting to to kind of consider. Yeah. Like I would even say like dress to kill. Is another one that, um, God, I really like this movie though. Uh, yeah. Dressed to Kill is an, another one that really just kind of shines out. I feel like too, where I mean, it's it's a uh, I don't I don't think I think it's a, a a man in drag doing the killing for mm. Dressed to Kill. I don't think he's necessarily considered trans. Um, I, I haven't seen this movie in, a, in quite some time, but um, yeah, it's it's you know I'm I'm trying to even like think and like consider and, and things like that like what makes what makes them icons right, right. like i mean carrie, carrie i feel like is, is, wow, is that's weird yeah i was about, about to say carrie yeah oh shit um but like because she has her iconic has her, look at the end right and that's what makes her iconic that's yeah people's like oh the blood being spilled on her scene yeah blood way she spilled on her her going like absolutely uh, that's where people like oh i haven't even seen the movie but i know who carrie gym. is because right. of that look it's all about the look man. right so i'm saying um you look, know but, marketing memorable actions yeah I think also a lot of it has to do with uh, remakes too. Yeah, that's true too. You know, so like I, I do feel like a lot of remakes do take in, take part in that. Yeah. Um, you know, because Piranhas 3D, and it's like, yeah, I remember the Piranhas. Yep. How can you not? <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. But I think you're right. I, I do think like <clears throat> the look and having an iconic look is necessary yeah. when it comes to. Um, it has to, to be that. distinct. It yeah. has to be something that can't be replicated by anybody. Yeah. It has to be like a certain look to be like, that is iconic. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I feel like slashers are really hard. You know, right. like, Especially I don't. Especially if it's just a regular killer. Then it's right. Like, you know, like, I don't think Freaky, for example, is going to be like an iconic killer. No. Like, I don't, I don't picture that. Um, but Happy Death Day. Kind of an Maybe. iconic killer because of the mask being so weirdly creepy of like a baby. Yeah. So, but I, I still, I, I still don't think just like an average person would see that and be like. Maybe though, like just showing that mask. I'm saying, no, but I'm like, saying oh, like, I've seen it in the movies. I'm saying like showing it to like your mom or like that's what I mean by Fair. iconic. Yeah, yeah. You know, where it's just like, but like that one has potential. <clears throat> To maybe one day get there. If they, oh, absolutely! Like, if they continue yeah. that, like, which I don't think they are. No, but it's if they the way they market did, it too. You know, like I, I do think like that's one that can yeah. span 20, 40 years. It has the look. The it just needs to push. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, because like, I would even say the final girls. Yeah. You know, like final girls is or those masks. No, yeah. tragedy girls. Excuse Tra- me. Tragedy. We girls. were thinking about the same movie. Yeah. Because I was thinking about the uh, masks final girls like is that. is a movie, but it's a different yeah. movie. Uh, but yeah, tragedy girls. Um. You know, they have that super great mask. Yeah. Um, and I would even, you know, argue that like the mask situation was kind of taken over by the purge a little bit. So you might sure. think of the purge before Tragedy Girls. Um, but the first That's time fair. I saw it was Tragedy Girls before yeah. I saw it in the purge was those light up mask. Um, but I don't know, man. So dope. Fucking yeah. great. But there's obviously a lot of iconic killers that we love. 
Um, so let us know in the, in the comments on Patreon, like what iconic killers that you actually love. And I'm, I'm actually going to be extending these questions out to all of you because I really do want to like have these conversations with our patrons too. Yeah, we um, should. To, to talk about it and like actually have a conversation about give it us on, your top on three. Patreon. Yeah, give us your top three like I, uh, villains that should be icons. We gave you ours. Yeah. You give us yours. All right, y'all. Been a pleasure to serve you. Have a good night. Welcome to the Midnight Hour, the Patreon-exclusive show for our ghoulish nights. Okay. 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 Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So a little bit ago, about a week or so ago, there was a post floating around on Twitters. Mm. A very odd post, in my opinion. But uh, we're going to talk about it. So this post was from a person who I'd never met them before, so I I don't know. But it was from this person. Who posted a uh, image of serial killers inside of bowls, and they thought it was hilarious because it's cereal bowls, right? So they thought that was funny. Um, another person uh, didn't retweet it; they just they screenshotted it and talked about it on the screenshot. I then retweeted it um, and talked about how it was gross and like this is this is pretty vile for someone to do that. But I also mentioned that. It's it's okay for you to have a, a fascination or a fixation of true crime. Right. I, I, I do think that that is totally okay, which comes to my question of this evening for Midnight Hour. Do you feel that true crime should share the same space as horror? Now, the reason why I bring this question up is because um, I got ratioed heavy Mainly because it was uh, <laughs> it was Rebe- Chelsea Rebecca <laughs> from Dead Meat who commented on it, um, and she said that she hates seeing this stuff at horror cons. Mm. I we went to sure. our horror con yeah. uh, about a month or so ago. I, feel, yeah. I didn't see any of that, so I was I was very I happy about what, that. Yeah. But I didn't see any of that when I was there, um, so I don't think she was specifically speaking about Midsummer Scream, but I think she was just saying horror cons in general because she's she does them all I'm, the time. Yeah, she's at one right now. I would probably even say like probably recordings. Halloween in general. Sure. Um, the big one was um the popularity of Dahmer. the Dahmer series yeah. on Netflix. That was pretty gross. Um, I saw a few people who I've probably known in the past too, and other just complete strangers. Saying that they wanted to dress up like Dahmer, and you see, and that's, they that's, idolize this dude because he's so creepy and scary, and they're like, "Oh, I want to wear him as a costume and kind of like not right. celebrate him, but still like put him on a pedestal right. in a way." And, that, and, and I don't like that. And I think that that's where things get interesting, right? Because right. the main reason why probably those people want to dress like Dahmer is because of an entertaining show they watched about Dahmer, right? Right. So like I guarantee it, they probably wouldn't have that same mindset if they watched a documentary about Dahmer. They probably, oh, for sure. yeah, 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 they probably have a very different outcome where they probably wouldn't want to dress up like him. Right. But It'd it was the fact that. They disgusted by him right. rather than entertained by the character of him. Exactly. Like yeah. the, the, the thing that was popular around the time was Mindhunter and also right. making a murderer. Right? right. Both of those came out around the same time on Netflix. Both extremely popular. And granted, I wouldn't say Mindhunter had the same push as Dahmer did because I feel like Dahmer definitely hit a younger audience. And that might be because it was by Ryan Murphy. 
who does the American Horror Story series. Um, So he very much caters to a younger audience. The main difference between the shows, too, is like we follow detectives. Yes. Versus having a serial killer be the main focal point. Right. Which he tried to redeem himself with for a different show. Um, And I think that's the big difference where like a lot of stuff like... I enjoyed Mindhunters for what it was. It's uh, you really get into the psyche of like who these people I are. I love Mindhunter, and um, I wish you didn't get counseled. And it's like people trying to understand them for the horrors that they did, rather than putting them as the forefront of the story. Right. We see multiple of them. We learn about them. We learn about the horrors and how do we stop this? And that's the main focal point. It's like how do we stop people like this? Right. Is this something that they grew up into? Is this something that they were just born with? Yeah. And it really plays on like the psychological effects of maybe mental health or the horrors or trauma and stuff that they have gone through and they, rather than and, like, hey, look at this cool killer. I'm going to make him right. look scary and we're going to follow this character and see what he does. Yeah. Uh, and that's another one with like True Detective and other other TV shows that I feel like I could watch, but the Dahmer series, I'll never watch because of that. Yeah. Well, um, True Detective, I, I would yeah. say is a little different, right? Because True Detective is all fiction. Right. Right. But with Mindhunter, they, they, it was fiction, but they Based used real stories. killers yeah. um, or likeness of real killers because um, we had Charles Manson. We right. had, um, uh, uh, God, what the fuck's his name? The dude from Santa Cruz who was nuts, um, who killed his grandma and a bunch of other people, but can't remember his name right now. But, you know, they, they, they had BTK, all of that stuff, which was interesting. I was very curious about the whole BTK vignette more than anything and where they were going to go with that. Because yeah. I'm like, that dude was caught in like the 2000s. And this was supposed to be like the 1970s. So I was just like, I was very curious <laughs> on how they were going to pull that off. Uh, but anyway, you know, it was... Uh, it was interesting, though, like how all of this is just kind of based off of this stuff, but yet they found a way to make that entertaining. So my my thing is, should true crime share a space with horror? Yes or no? I'm leaning towards no, but if it's done in a respectful way, perhaps. Okay. So would you would you consider the show obviously the show Dahmer to you was disrespectful in a way because um the the first thing that comes to my mind when I see a show like this I feel like how do the victims or the family of victims feel about it sure um do I feel like they'd be okay with the Dahmer series happening for me I don't think they would yeah. Uh, do I think it's going to be entertaining for the masses? Probably. Yeah. People are going to get interested in it and see how yeah. this works. Uh, people love the TV show You for that kind of same reasons. Like, oh, look at this guy who's very uh, suave and like really good with women and really good with words, and he's so handsome. Um, and we also have that in other shows in general. Like, um, I grew up watching Dexter. I love the Dexter series. Yeah. But at the same time, you're idolizing a killer. Right. But also but, he's a but, killer of serial killers. So but, that gives but it at the same a pass too, in the way. It's fiction. It's fiction. Like the, like those, but, those are fiction. Like, you know, it, it's. But you tell that same story. It's like if Dexter was real and he did murder all these people, would you still be entertained by the show? Probably, probably. not. Yeah. I think because I, I, be. feel, I yeah. feel like, you know, same thing goes with Dahmer, right? Like I feel probably because uh, it's. 
you are seeing these depictions and things like that. And granted, like you, you other people can come into it, come into it with a different lens of, of thinking like, well, I didn't know these people, you know? So, right. like, you know, it's, it, for them, it could be a little bit different, but at the same time, you know, obviously people make shows and, and movies and things like that for the main reason is to entertain. Right. That's the main reason, which is why people get so upset about biopics of not being entirely true to story and stuff like that is because true to story is not entertaining. If we wanted true to story, we would just watch a documentary. Right. Right. Like that's why by like, we're still making right. a movie here. We still need to make things that flow and have a plot points and things like that. Like we need to have a beginning and an end. Right. Um, yeah. So, for them to have like kind of these serial killer shows and things like that, because the the or movie, I, I should say, the other thing I can think of is Zodiac Killer, Zodiac, which David is a great Fincher. movie, right. right? But again, it depends on how you tell the story. Do we follow detectives trying to solve the case, or do we solve, or do we follow the killer, seeing what he does, and have that as the entertainment? Right. So that's where I, I draw the line. It's like, how are you presenting the story? Are you making us follow the perspective of the killer and kind of understand of why he does the way he does things? Or are we trying to like stop the killer and be detectives trying to solve the crime and being able to stop someone? Um, I think those are two completely different types of stories, mm -hmm. which makes one idolize a killer versus someone who's trying to stop and become the protagonist of stopping this. So let me, let me ask killer. you this then. Yeah. You watched recently Wolf Creek. Yeah. That's a true story. Were you the I am one? Wolf Creek. No, not that no. one. No. Oh, the other one. Creek, the Australian story. One. That's a true story. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I fucking... Um, I thought it was terrifying. Yeah, it was scary as fuck. <laughs> uh, Australians, you guys are messed up. It's the same. Your horror films are great. The, <laughs> you, they are. You get us to a place that we don't want to go. Right. Um, and we really followed the survivors, and they go through so go much pain hell. and torture and pain. Yeah, and it does not end happy at no, all. No, doesn't. Um, in that movie. I liked for what it did to me as an effective standpoint of horror, but I did not like the movie itself because of what it was. And I think that's where I'm getting at. Where would you consider true crime to share a space with horror? Because Wolf Creek it can is technically a horror film. I yeah, also 100%. agree. Like it was a part of Dimension yeah. Extreme and things like that. So like I, I definitely that's agree. why I watched the wrong movie. I'm like, this is, does not look like a boarding school. It <laughs> no. does not look like a bunch definitely of kids not. coming together. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to finish it because I started it. Because um, um, I mean, granted, uh, uh, they do switch up everything, uh, not everything, but they do sh switch up the likeness of the killer. Like the killer's name, I think was Mick in, in, like that, in yeah. Wolf Creek. And the real killer was like, uh, was Ivan Malat. And, um, so, and these happened in the eighties, which Wolf Creek, I, I think was based in the nineties, maybe, I don't mm. know, whatever, but that's like what, I guess where I'm from, what I'm trying to get at is just like, would we, cons would we consider them to share a space? Because I feel like Wolf Creek gets a pass, sure. you know, but if we were to get something like Dahmer, I don't think I would consider that horror. Right. It's yeah. You know, like that's that true. that's where things like I feel like skirt the line a little bit. Um, but you know, 
same thing is extremely wicked, uh, shockingly evil, and vile. Right. With right. Um, the uh, guy from High School Zac Musical. Efron. Zac Efron. Yeah. yeah. It, Which I heard he did a good job in it, but at the same time, I, was like, sure I don't did. want to see a movie like that. Yeah, he played yeah. Bundy, you yep. know, and, and, you know, and, and Zac Efron had to go through a, a shit ton of therapy, supposedly, as well about it. Um, but you even have uh, the Clove Hitch Killer as well, which came out in 2018. That was on uh, Netflix. Uh, no Man of God, another Bundy film. Mm-hmm. Right. And that one was with Elijah Wood. Yeah. And it followed Elijah Wood this time. Doing the interviews with um, him. Right. And it, it, it followed Elijah Wood. I think, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think Elijah Wood played like his lawyer Someone or died. something. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Um, then you have The Strangers. Also based on, well, Strangers is loosely because it technically was the director was like, oh, there were these stories about like people knocking on doors and then if you were home, they killed you. So like it was supposedly like a neighborhood thing that happened for him, but it was more of a personal experience versus it being a a real thing. But it's... (laughs) It's weird, man. Like, you know, like, uh, then you have John Cusack's movie uh, that came out in 2013, uh, The Frozen Ground, Mm. as well, which was supposed to be based off of Robert Hansen, also known as The Butcher Baker. So, it, you know, like, it's interesting, to, to say the least, where you're just like, well, where do we skirt the line? Right. Right. Like, where, where is this? People will say, like, oh, when I see the, the title that pops up, based on the true story it creates a sense of reality and more scary uh scary um storytelling for the audience to see this like wow this really happened and that's that's very scary to see um as like you see the very beginning um opening credits of the texas chainsaw massacre warning the audience saying that this is based on a true story about these kids that came and yeah. got murdered um it creates a platform for you to be generally scared before even the movie starts because it happened. Right. And it sticks in your mind that it happened. And when I say like, oh, I hope they do it in a respectful way, I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre does it in a weirdly respectful way where it's like they're going for the thrill, they're looking for the scares, um, and we see the victims, but we're still following the victims ultimately. Right. And I think that's where like what works for me and what doesn't work for me is the perspective and who's the, oh, who are we following? Right. Are we following the killer? Are we following our hopefully survivors? Sure. And the big thing is like, cool, Sally survives. She's chaotic and manic at the very end, uh, laughing as she's getting driven away on the truck covered in blood. But at the same time, we have a hero who survived who saw the horror but went through it. There's catharsis. If there's no catharsis and it just shows the dark, torturous pain that that person put some um, individuals in, there is no catharsis. There's no meaning to it. There's no positive message. You're just showing us a person who did disturbing crime, essentially. Right, right. Uh, And some people will put that on a pedestal or some people like, it's like, wow, this guy was crazy and that's awesome to look at him do all these things. It's like, no, that I don't like that you say stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel. No, that's fair. You know, because um, like I do feel like folks who are into true crime, once again, nothing wrong with that. But I do feel like yeah. folks who are into true crime definitely have um, an interesting depiction sure. on on what they consider to be scary versus not. Um, I personally like I had a huge and sometimes I do have this itch. 
Um, but I, I had a huge fascination with true crime for a while. And sure. I mainly got it from my grandmother, who was like, that. all she would watch would be first 48 hours and uh, unsolved mysteries and things like that. That's all she would watch all the time. So like, I was very much surrounded by a lot of that stuff. Sure. Yeah. So to see that now translated to now that I'm older, um, it's interesting because like, you know, one of the most popular podcasts of all time is my favorite murder. Yeah. And it's literally like, <laughs> I met a girl in a random bar and she's like, you have a podcast. You should listen to this podcast. And it was that. I'm like, relax. Okay. You're already a red flag. I'm right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I used to listen to. And I, right, I right. And, and, and they're good. They're they amazing. Good. Yeah. Georgia Harsark and Karen Kilgariff are fucking hilarious. Yeah. And they both are comedians who come from that comedic background who just have a fascination with true crime. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, but they built and surrounded their whole personality with it to build this empire for right. uh, podcast studios, um, which I think is called exactly right or something like that. But they helped Paul holes. Who's a detective solve murders and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. and he's the guy who caught the golden state killer. Yeah. Like just, just shy five, six years ago. Right. So, you know, it's, it's stuff like that, that like I do find really cool and fascinating about true crime um, and the psyche yeah, behind the, that's these the big killers. thing. The psychology of like true crime is very interesting. I love yeah. to see like the mental aspect of things. Right. Um, I do find that fascinating. And I have a really good friend who loves true uh, true crime. Yeah. And all he does is like watch YouTube videos and just just dies. jumps into the right. rabbit hole of YouTube and different videos. So I, I saw his like uh, suggested videos one day. I'm just like. Oh, you like a lot of true crime, man. It's like, you good? Like, you're going to try to murder me or what? You're taking notes? Um, I mean, a lot of people also, you know, watch it for protection. Like, for example, like, true crime is a very big um, point, like, like focal point for, for women. Like, the, the yeah, main yeah. audience um, are women. Yeah. And, you know, I think a they lot of that. They want to survive the horrors of what they listen to in case anything were to happen. Or, yeah. I mean, a lot of that yeah. is, is the fact that, like, unfortunately, a lot of women have to be on edge. And that yeah. fucking sucks. Absolutely. And, you know, most serial killers, as we've seen, are mostly men. Right. Right. So, um, so it's, it's fascinating to, to see that aspect behind it, too. Um, and I can't really speak to true crime. Like, I, you know, I don't really focus on the psychology and all this stuff. I find it interesting. Like Parcast is another uh, network that mainly does like they have a, a show literally just called Serial Killers. They have a show called Murders. They have like then they're just like these very basic names, but um, they dive fucking deep into these concepts of what these serial killers were doing, and they they name each episode after the serial killer. And um, is it entertaining? Yeah, because they go they go in fairly deep into these discussions and, and these topics. Um, is it hard to listen to sometimes? Like I would say yes. Like you probably you really gotta be into it to binge it because they go over every single little detail. Every single one. They do not shy away from any of it. Um and it's just it's fascinating. It's just interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, there's one movie though that I, w I wanted to point out too, which was Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. This is about this came out in the '80s, and it's about Henry Lee Lucas um, and uh, his partner Otis O'Toole or Otis Tool. And with these guys, like the shit that they did, absolutely heinous. But it teeters off of fact and fiction because it's based off of what Henry Lee Lucas claim he did he claims that he has over 600 victims 
However, what the like all of the police and lawyers and things like that, they're like, he's known to be like a very good liar, <laughs> supposedly. So um, all of this, though, the whole film was pretty much based off of his just his random killings. Mm. Um but he only got charged with eleven of them, so he did kill a lot of people. <laughs> but yes, um, but six hundred—that's a bit of a stretch. Um, but I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, also based off a true story, based off of Ed Gein. Um, Psycho, also based off of a true, uh, uh, also based off of Ed Gein as well. Um, and then you got Silence of the Lambs, mainly Buffalo Bill's character, but still, like you know, it's it's just it's we have a fascination with serial killers. We do. Yeah. We do. And, and and they can make really good villains. They can. And, you know, and, and I think it's nothing wrong with taking inspiration from a serial killer, you know, because um, I think a lot of like that's how we got Scream. That's how we got, you know, uh, Texas right. Chainsaw Massacre. That's how we got Halloween. So like, like, you know, the slashers. Right. Yeah. Most slashers. Exactly. So <laughs> I don't find there anything to be wrong with that at all. And, you know. I'm on the side of like maybe true crime does share a space with horror sometimes, you know, like it, it skirts a fine line. And I think that's a really hard line to draw, mm-hmm. but I think it definitely skirts it um, because obviously what these people are doing is fucking horrific. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it makes for, horror content you know unfortunately like and but it does it does yeah. but i don't know man that's that's my thoughts on it too but it's weird it's all about perspective for me that's oh, all that matters that, i agree and i think that's that's where i'm at too i think like it's based off perspective um right. very much so but do i consider henry portrait of a serial killer uh, horror film i do and that's only in the eyes of that serial killer so you're following him through and through so I do feel that way, but um, you know, I wouldn't consider like Dahmer or certain things like that to be horror films, but or horror content, whatever the fuck you want to call it, horror shows. But anyway, that's all I got. You you guys want to add anything else to this? Just be good people out there. Be fucking good people, please. Don't be part of those stories. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. It's been a pleasure to serve y'all. Y'all have a good night.